Konnichiwa. Sayonara. Hello. Goodbye, dog people. Show. Come on. People show cooking at 100 miles an hour and Kester and Chris. And we are going to wing Asian fusion tonight in the hot hell kill radio.org. And this place is a steamer. Anyways, this is, uh, you know what? I am going to shoot this show from the hip because I've got no clue on, I have no like format or nothing like that. But I did Asian fusion for years. And I'm going to talk about Asian fusion uh, because basically, it's not like, you know, a lot of food that you go, like, say you're in parts of Mexico or parts of the, uh, in, in large countries, different parts have different styles of making their food. But still, a taco is a taco, and a burrito is a burrito. But they want one style, you know, makes it where they steam the tortilla, the other one grills it, you know, all that kind of thing. That's not fusion, okay? Fusion, Asian fusion, or any kind of fusion, is, is adding one culture of like one country, like let's say Japan, and then blending it with like let's say Italy, and then finding a way to make it work. It's because if you look at foods, like oh, you know, Korean and Thai food are so similar in a lot of ways. The Thai love hot stuff. They love hot stuff, and the Koreans they love hot stuff. Okay, but they're totally different because one uses tons of garlic. I ate a Korean taco once. Okay, there he goes. Chris had a, a brilliant brainstorm. Wait, wait a second. So I bit into it, and it squirted lime juice in my eye, and that was nothing short of an attack. You know, it must have affected his hair because he's losing it. That's got to be some kind of hair transplant that he's going. What the fuck was that? Anyways, so enough. Okay, but what, okay. Let me give it more of a, a, a prime example of fusion: Mexican food and Thai food would be more closer because Mexicans love hot chilies. The Thais love hot chilies. They both use cilantro a lot. 
they you know there's just a few things that are a little bit different mexicans don't use the ginger the thais use the ginger you know uh and uh, but 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 there's similarities so when you learned how to make both styles you know very uh efficiently you can find ways of blending it now uh what i did over at the velvet room is i got to spend 10 years just being creative and doing whatever i wanted and uh, so and I worked with a lot of different chefs and, and, and Asian chefs and Korean chefs and all that stuff. And um, basically, what I like to do is I like to, uh, you know, you know, my parents had an Italian restaurant. And uh, I used to, uh, imagine this, okay, our number one sandwich that we sold was a teriyaki chicken sandwich or a teriyaki beef sandwich at an Italian place. Go get a bread. Oh, was I infusing that rest of that menu? And you know what? They came because there's no rules. If it's good, it flies. And uh, with that being said, I need to get to a song so I can grow a brain and figure out what I'm going to talk about. Come on, Asian Fusion. Oh, this is the generation. What I used to be like. All people still come on. shooting from the hip people because i've got no brain today and it's just but you know what i've been so busy over at the um at the bronze aussie we've got catering orders off the chain and i just got barely got into the studio so you gotta give me a break and i'm preparing all my video stuff for the uh, youtube stuff and um 
you know what? I'm just doing the best just to show up, period. But let me now, I'm going to give you a, a few recipe ideas for Asian fusion that I went through that shouldn't be too hard to figure out. They're a little bit technical, um, but I'll, here you go. The one, first one is a grilled salmon with called beer blancs, a green tea beer blanc sauce. Now, basically, a beer blanc is a, a melted butter that's not like melted where it's separated, but you basically put your, 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 uh, your butter into a pan while it's warm and watch it slowly melt so it's like a creamy thing. And what you do is you put the, a couple green tea bags and ste- steep it into the butter. So you get some of that green tea essence into the butter. Right? Oh, come on. That sounds really good. Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, and, so, and, and basically, so you have a green tea butter sauce, and then you grill the salmon. Now, grilling salmon, if I need to give you a brain, you need to come over and pay me. Because this, uh, you know what? All I'm saying is grilled salmon is not that hard. And uh, when I do do salmon, by the way, I always uh, add a little bit of salt and a little bit of white pepper to it, uh, like maybe a half an hour before I actually grill it and, and rub it in with a little oil. Okay, so when I grill it, it won't stick. Oh, oh my God, I'll figure something out. And then I basically, salmon cooks very fast, and, and if it's really high-quality salmon, you can actually cook it medium-ish rare. But you know what? I'd rather just go all the way with it. Um, I'm not going to give you any times on that one. I did, That wasn't part of the thing. It's more, the, the key here is the sauce. So you get those a uh, couple green tea bags, steep it into the butter, but don't over melt the butter. It's so it's like a creamy, uh, kind of a creaminess to it. And uh, basically, when the salmon is done, pour that uh, the the green tea beer blanc sauce on top of that. You can serve it with, uh, you know what, uh, some steamed asparagus sticks, and uh, you know some fresh rice, you know white rice. And uh, that, and it's pretty simple. That's a very simple thing. Also, another thing that I used to do a lot that I used to do really well was fried spaghetti. Now, this is not your typical fried spaghetti. A lot of times when I did a fried spaghetti, you know, an Italian one, I basically basically would saute my green uh, bell peppers, my, my mushroom, my onions on a, on a skillet. And then I would add a little bit of Worcester sauce and then my marinara, my meat sauce, and then my meatballs and all that. And I toss in the spaghetti and that would be it. But when I do an Asian fusion version, I use a sauce called tonkatsu sauce, which is a similar color to a Worcester sauce. But it's a tonkatsu sauce is the sauce they use when you use uh, when you eat tonkatsu, which is a uh, a, a breaded pork loin or or, or or chicken breaded chicken. It's a you know real popular, very strong sauce. It looks brown. It's not uh, Worcester sauce, but it's very similar. And basically, when I, when, when I do something like an Asian fusion, instead of using regular mushrooms that you would use in uh, an Italian version of that, I would use shiitake mushrooms. And then um, I would add maybe, uh, oh, what I was, you know what, you, could add, you can always add a little bit of tofu to that kind of thing and stuff like that. Uh, uh, I, I like to add uh, a little bit of uh, chicken. And, but, but basically, a meatball, when I make regular meatballs, or regular sausage, I throw it all in there. It's almost kind of like a fried spaghetti gumbo. I know I'm getting all over the place, and you know what? I need to listen to one of Chris's fucked up songs because I'm losing it. Improvise. Oh, yeah. Stop it.
this thing's going nowhere. Oh, that song just killed me. Oh, man. You know, I just got a red alert that Hellcaller has uh, actually joined the planet today. and he, uh, But he called completely late. So uh, we're going to give him another chance to tell us what he feels about life and his uh, future marriage. But other than that, I have one more item that I'm going to mention about this uh, fusion stuff. Now, you know, this is not the, my regular show where I, I actually lay out the recipe. Uh, this is just kind of an overview. The next time I do, I, I do a show, I will lay out the recipes. I'm just kind of, you know what, I'm filling in the hole. How's that? All right, now there is an ice cream that I used to make. It was a, a ginger pineapple sherbet. It was really good. Uh, and it's very easy to make. Even you guys can make it. Now, basically what I did is I used the heavy cream. I got like one of those like lasagna pans. You know, it's like a two-inch pan. And uh, so that's where basically I was going to set the, 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 my, my cream that I'm going to make. Okay, my cream with the sugar and the pineapple juice and the, uh, and the pureed ginger. And I basically I get a bowl of that. And the amount, the amount of sugar that I'm going to put in there, I can't really explain because I'm just shooting from the hip. But, you know, when you, you know, after you mix your sugar into the heavy cream, you'll know that, okay, that's about as sweet as I want it. And then I add uh, a little bit of pineapple juice to that thing. And, you know, adding a little bit of pineapple chunks is cool, too. You know, on ice cream, I like a little bit of body and all that. And, uh, and then with the ginger, um, basically on the ginger, I like to puree it a little bit. I try to, uh, you know, you run it through, like Asians do a lot, is they run it through like a grinder. Or you don't have those little hairs in there of the ginger because it has a lot of fiber in it. Don't have any of that fiber in it. All you want is a little bit of that fresh ginger juice, and then you got it going on. So then I mix that really well in a bowl. This, uh, you know, I could tell you, tell the sweetness is right, the, the the tanginess from the from the pineapple juice is right. Got a little bit of pineapple chunks in it, and you got a little bit of a ginger overtone. I put it into one of those saucepans. I mean, not a saucepan, but like a lasagna tray. It's like two inch tray. And I pour it into that thing, and I let it sit overnight. I cover it up with a little bit of a saran wrap so it don't get any kind of freezer burn. Stick it in the freezer. The next day, you're gonna have ice cream. You're gonna have, you're gonna have a, that, you know, this creamy ginger pineapple ice cream, and it's really good. And um, with that being said, I have to get to one more tune because oh man, El Caller is not calling. See, come on, God help me. He bail me out of this one. Oh, sad dog people show. Come on.
and I got a call. Is this Hell Caller? I want to talk to you about Asian Fusion. Oh, what would I that be? What would you hey, like to say? I want to thank you for having this show in honor of me because I'm having a baby and it's going to be an Asian Fusion baby like you. Oh, you're going to have an Asian Fusion. you got a Chinese wife on the way. <laughs> oh, congratulations there, big lover boy. So what, what now when is your baby going to come out? The baby is coming out on August 15th and it's an Asian Fusion sweetheart. Oh, and guess what? He's get, oh, he's getting married the, the next week too. Oh, he's got the man with a million babies. Got a fusion wife. Oh, he's gonna have a fusion baby. It's gonna be all mixed and beautiful. Oh, do you have any food fusion. questions? Do you have any food questions there, Mister Hell Caller, the devil yourself? Just like you, fusion baby. Okay, he's lost his wife. Peace, Theodore, UCLA. Thank you, Mister. Have a nice life, Hell Caller. Got to go. Anyways, that was um. A friend of mine, I you know, I call him Hellcaller. He's not really the devil. I'm sure he probably has the devil tendencies, just like all of us do. But yes, he is getting married to lovely Taryn, who is Chinese, and he is white. And I think he has a little bit of Jewishness in him, so that will be fusion. See, people, that's what we're talking about. One country to another country creates this unique, uh, you know, a unique thing. That's what it is. I'm a fusion baby. My dad was German. My mom is Japanese. That makes me fusion. And also in food, I mean, almost everything nowadays has got a lot of a fusion properties in it. Everything's been infused by another culture, really. A lot of food has just gotten out, you know, incredibly creative. And uh, since I was, um, I've been cooking fusion for so many years that a lot of the things I do have no rules. You know, if it tastes good, it works. That's it. That's what it all about. It's like rock and roll. There are no rules, you know. So, uh, I mean, I get bored with cooking straight Italian. I get bored with cooking straight German. I get bored with straight uh, French. But, you know, adding a little bit of Chinese to the French, add a little bit of Japanese to the Italian, add a little Thai to the Mexican. You got something going on. You got something that will separate you from a lot of other guys. But the thing is you have to master it. And that one, well, you have to grow a brain. But you ain't going to grow one tonight on a dog people show. I'm, <laughs> I'm out. I'm like, oh, my God. My whistle has gone. Oh, dog people show. Come on. Come on. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah.